One, two, three. One, two, three. Two, two, five. Four, five, six. Wow, wow. Beep. Boop. Beep. What was that one guy doing at senior camp? Wow, wow. With the song. Give me a, give me like a, like one, two, three. Three, two, one. It's your boys. What is up, everyone? This is the Steadfast Devotion. My name is John Calvin Chance, and with me, my co-host, Trey Cornwell. What's up? What's up? How you been, bro? Bro, you know what? I told a lady that I was talking to today that I'm. it's hard to find something to complain about. Yeah, that's right. That's how good life has been. Yo, man, let life be like that, man. That's what I'm saying. Dude. Well, today is our first episode of Steadfast Devotion, and... Really, today we're going to just talk about what is a devotion, uh, how do we apply ourselves as Christians to walk with Christ, and how do we reflect ourselves to non-believers out there. So uh, let's just start off with this. Trey, give me, uh, what what have you been studying recently? Just give me like, you know, five minutes of something you studied. Man, I have been on a study uh, going through the book of Acts right now. Yeah, wow. And, you know... When you go through one of the most, especially for Pentecost, yeah, a big foundational book is Acts. Yeah, and I've been going through the Book of Acts, and uh, I just, you know, I've been doing a lot of following of Paul's adventures, mm-hmm. and and uh, I, I've came across recently the the uh, the adventure that Paul and Silas went on. Yeah, I think that starts in Acts seventeen. Mm-hmm. And I've been studying a lot of uh, just a lot of acts lately. Yeah. And, um, of course, I've been going, God's kind of been laying on my heart, uh, Matthew and Mm -hmm. Mark and Luke, and just going through the Gospels. And uh, one of the greatest pieces of, if not the greatest piece ever written in the Bible, in my opinion, Matthew 5. Yeah. That's a good, oh you know, man, Matthew 5 is one of the, like, str- like it's a foundation yeah. of, you know, it's the Beatitudes are in yes, throughout uh, uh, chapter 5, and it's it's very foundational to say how do you live as Christians, yeah. and, you know, you have, go through something with that for us real quick. Yeah, the Beatitudes, uh, I was actually listening to uh, Reverend Art Wilson hey, man, that on, guy, his, on his podcast. That man's podcast is absolutely incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And he was talking, I can't remember what he t- entitled the podcast, but he was going through the Beatitudes. Yeah. And uh, he went through each Beatitude. Yeah. And just starting at verse 3 of Matthew chapter 5. Let me get my Bible out real quick. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Yes. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Mm. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall do they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and ye shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for the great is your reward in heaven. 
For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. This is my favorite. These three scriptures are my favorite. These two scriptures, three scriptures are my favorite Mm. in the entire Bible right here. This is this is what a Christian ought to be. This is what every Christian ought to ought to live like. Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. This is my favorite scripture in the entire Bible right here. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Man. That to me is a prayer that I pray every day. Yeah. Because we're living in a world that is so dark. You know, we're we're going through a very dark season right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And what the world needs to be reminded of is that there are people out there that aren't conformed to the darkness of the world. Mm-hmm. But as Christians, we're called to be the light of the world. Yes. And I've been doing a lot of just pondering and thinking on on Matthew 5 the beatitudes. Um it's just something that you can apply yeah. to everyday life mm-hmm. and uh, just, you know, the foundational, the foundational book of Acts. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. that. Well, let me uh, pick you back on that because mm-hmm. uh, I've been studying recently on uh, Acts chapter 9 yeah. of yeah. when uh, Ananias receives yes. a vision from Jesus and yeah. said, go out, yeah. go to Saul. <laughs> You're going to meet this dude. Yeah, man, this guy is um, he's That's blind. powerful. And, like, what's so intriguing is that he saw the perceptions, he saw the, you know, the things of Saul as a Christian to know this man's killed my brothers. Yeah. He's killed, you know, all these, you know, Christians that these people who follow Christ. And you want me to go out and pray for this yeah, it's man? like, God, I've heard many things about this man. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I am. He's persecuting my brothers right now yeah. as we speak. I, I want to take a hard pass right now of not going to meet him, but. He, but it's like what you said. It's like we are, we have to be the light of Christ. We we are, we are. You know, it says, and uh, the writer says that we are the children of the light. That's right. And because of his interruption from the light, to say to go out and be a light to a man yeah. who is in need of a healing, and it came to a point that when he was obeying Christ, yeah. when he obeyed the word of God, and he said to go out. And he prayed for him. What Ananias didn't recognize is that what he was doing is he was interrupting also Saul's life, which came to be Paul. And Paul went to (laughs) go out and interrupt generations Generations. and Gentiles out in this world and became also the light of Christ. Well, you know what's funny about that is... That when you when you go through that Saul's conversion, yeah, when he's on the road to Damascus, he's got these letters from 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 the priest, yeah. from the high priest. Like, look, I wrote these letters up. I'm gonna take them to Damascus. Mm-hmm. And these letters were pertaining the persecution of the church. The that that gave Saul the authority, yeah, over the church. Yeah, and I think it's funny that we're talking about the light. Yeah. And Saul's on that road to Damascus and him and he's with his his men, his little posse. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden what happens? There from heaven shines a light. Yeah. And yeah. out of that light comes a voice that says, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou yeah. me? Why persecutest me? And and instantly Saul, a man that's persecuting those that are preaching Christ, mm-hmm. 
has an experience with the Almighty. Amen. And and he and it instantly there is no hesitant. He says, "Lord, yeah, Lord." It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm Lord. He says, he says, uh, he says, don't you realize that I'm Jesus whom thou persecutest? Yeah. It's hard for thee to get, kick against the pricks. Yeah. And 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 Saul is blinded by the light from yeah. heaven. Oh man. Can you imagine how much better this world would be if oh, yeah. Christians would reflect the light of Christ? Oh, bro. That yeah. would blind many people that are in darkness. That are in darkness. Because the Bible says that light shined in darkness. Yeah. And the darkness comprehended it not. Oh, yeah. You know? Dude, it, it's so true. The We need to be the children of the light. And, you know, I think a, a big thing is that we get so afraid of going out to reach people that we get feel so intimidated. Yeah, and intimidation. Like, like I will go back with the Ananias. Ananias was so intimidated yeah. of Saul. He was. But he did not know what the what just happened to Saul on the road to Damascus. Yeah. All he knew was the before the experience. Mm. And sometimes <laughs> when God calls you and say, Hey, go talk to that person or um are you, go start a Bible study with you know so and so, and you can your flesh will get so intimidated because you're like I don't know that so and so has yeah. some issues. I've heard about this person before. I've heard about that, and you don't know what God has already done in their life. They, and that's the craziest thing because uh, Ananias had uh, the light had already shined down upon Saul. Yeah, he was already blind, mm-hmm. and, and Saul knows that Ananias, there's going to be someone that comes and touches him and heals him. Yeah. And like you said, we we don't know what God has been doing in someone else's life. Yeah. And sometimes, a majority of the times, God orchestrates this great, uh, uh, this great event to where God tells you to go minister to somebody mm-hmm. or go talk to somebody. You're intimidated. But that person is longing for someone oh, yeah. to come minister to them because God has either given them a vision or God's talked to them or they just feel something in their heart. Like, yeah. man, if someone would just come talk to me, yeah. if someone would just come tell me that everything's going to be fine. Oh, yeah. So true. Like, like even just a, a point of a text message, bro. Like, oh. you know, there's there's been some times in my in my life where I was in a just like the lowest point of mm-hmm. where I was, if, if it was in my ministry or if it was just in my walk with God. And then th- there would be men that would text me and they'd say, hey, I had you in my thoughts today Man. and I've been praying for you. Yeah. And if you, though, I, I mean, knowing me, I'm not the most intimidating person. Yeah. Like, I mean, people who, I, I feel like I'm, I can be a very front, approachable, be a very approachable person. Yeah. But, you know, some people, though, You'd be like, you'd be afraid to text that one person. Like, ah, I don't know. I, they may have their life together, you know, or um, even just, you know, texting your pastor and say, hey, I'm praying for you today. Yeah. You know, uh, like yeah. recently, like what, this this month was uh, Pastor Appreciation Month. Mm-hmm. And I I think overall we need to, you know, get a hold of our pastors and say, hey, I'm with you. I'm praying for you. Yeah. Because you don't know what's going through them. You don't mm-hmm. know the the that spiritual warfare that they're heading through you know sometimes all it takes is a i'm praying for you exactly to get you through one of the darkest oh, i remember man. so many times there'd be so many times in my life where i just seemed like it was i was ready to give up yeah i was ready to just be done walk on go do mm-hmm. something new and a, either a pastor or a, a friend or someone would just send me a quick text and say hey simple mm-hmm. s- something like this how are you doing yeah and 
there are so many times where I know uh, our youth pastor, Brother Mike. Oh, man, that guy is just amazing. He is. He, he I see. It's crazy because it seems like he always knows when something is going up in your life. Exactly. Because he'll always ask you at that moment where you're like, I'm getting ready to break. Yeah. He says, hey, how you doing? And you just want to, like, cry and just, yeah. go, like, grab this, like, muscular man. It's like, you don't understand, Brother Mike. For those that are listening that don't know who our youth pastor is, his name is Brother Mike. Brother Mike Canfield. And uh, I, he is... He's an awesome man of oh, God, yeah. very humble. Um, the most humble man I've ever and met. is ripped. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, uh, soon we'll have him on uh, an episode. Oh, with we us. gotta get Brother Mike on Bro, this episode. Yes. We got to. Yeah, that man. He's been through so much, wow. and his his testimony just just being a servant just absolutely. Oh my goodness! Oh my, that's the greatest testimony you could have. Oh, exactly. And we'll we'll get on that to another episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, let's let's get back on uh, what. The, I mean, everything we've talked about has been crucial and yeah. has been vital for Definitely. us, um, especially as apostolics, too. Just, it's very vital. Uh, but let's get into what is a devotion. So, Definitely. Uh, I I went through some scriptures and um, tried to find something. in uh, Romans chapter 12, mm-hmm. um, when you go through that, that chapter, you see this, um, see something that really represents what a devotion is and a yeah. uh, a very common chapter would be Romans uh, chapter twelve, mm-hmm. verse one through uh, two. Very, very common in a uh, church uh, that we hear, and it says, "I beseech you, therefore, or yep. beseech you." Uh, be, uh, let me rephrase: "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, yep. by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies yep. as a living sacrifice, yeah. holy, acceptable, acceptable. unto yeah. God, which is your reasonable service." Yep. And do not be conformed to this world, but be, be transformed, transformed right. by the renewing, renewing of, of your mind, mind. and right. that it may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect yeah. will of God. Definitely. Uh, just that that couple verses alone puts a very uh, it, it, it themes out what an actual devotion is mm-hmm. is to be a living sacrifice That's right. to uh, be holy and acceptable, acceptable. unto God. Yeah. And um, well, you know, it's crazy. I, I don't mean to interrupt you. Um, but when you say, when you talk about a devotion, mm-hmm. right there it says, be ye not conformed to yeah. this world, but be ye transformed. Exactly. And the way you do that by the transferring, the, the transforming of your mind, it all comes down to reading your word. Yeah. Praying. Praying. Uh, fasting. Yeah. Doing whatever it takes. Because ultimately, the biggest battle that someone faces in life is their mind. Yeah. If you if you can't beat the battle that's in your mind, then life is going to be very difficult. Mm-hmm. But if you can overcome the battle which is in the mind, and oh, you are yeah. transformed, you let Jesus transform you. Yes, I mean life becomes just so much more. What used to be dark and depression is now light and joy. Exactly. You know, that's weeping so may endure true. for the night, but joy cometh it's in the in morning. morning. Yeah. And um, I want to ask you this because uh, obviously you started this podcast yeah god gave this put this on your heart and we're talking about what is a devotion yeah well before we get into all that i want to ask you um how did this come about um obviously you entitled this the steadfast devotion yeah this is the name of the podcast yeah and so obviously we've got to get into the history of it before we get into the you got a point yeah so uh i think um i was in um i was in a meeting uh with you know, I think it was at a youth event, mm-hmm. and um, actually, um, if you ever been to Impact Conference in Mississippi, mm-hmm. bro, that it's just a powerful, absolutely powerful uh, conference. And um, 
their their theme was uh, to be continued. And it was uh, really refer- uh, going back to uh, Acts 2.42, yeah. which it says, And they continued steadfastly mm-hmm. in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking in bread and in prayers. Mm-hmm. And when that was years ago, like I heard that, but th- that conference alone, there was something that changed me yeah. that I, I was something just like absolutely just – uh, it transformed me, to, you know, and I always heard that, like that, that theme going over my head. And uh, when I was in college, um, which I still am, <laughs> but uh, just, I guess, upgraded, I guess, yeah. I don't know how you would put it for the masters, but um, a beast. Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just a lot of writing. Yeah. Um, when I was um, in college, I had this, you know, I, I wanted to do more. Mm-hmm. I think that was the thing is that um, I always, you know, you go through the Bible app and you see, oh, here's this devotion. Here's a five-day devotion. Or here's, you know, um, go read through the Bible in 90 days, which is, you know. Insane. Insane. I couldn't, I mean. I tried. Yeah. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Dude, I was like, I can't do this. But, you know, I, I went on a, you know, I tried a, a whole year. Yeah. I went on a Bible for a whole year. Um, but. There was something that I was like, I needed to do more, mm-hmm. and um, I, I, graphic designer, uh, got my ma- uh, my uh, graduated with the graphic design, um, as a graphic design major, and I would make uh, these graphics of like certain verses, right? Mm-hmm. And I called the steadfast devotion, but what came out of that was a desire mm-hmm. for more. Yeah. The desire to wow. be devoted to God and know that though I'm I'm making these graphics that um, it represents more than uh, oh here's a cool you know slide or mm-hmm. whatever it's um, becoming uh, more into my walk with God yeah and uh, I think overall like I was like I want to do more I like I I I, I just want to do more man like that's that's, really, you that's know, incredible to have though yeah exactly someone that wants more yeah you know you don't mm-hmm. and so I think when it had when it went through that then I was like well what do I need to do as a devotion though I'm making these and yeah though I'm getting to that point it's like what do I want to do and mm-hmm. I um, had this idea of let's do a, a podcast because I did a couple podcasts before. Uh, ultimately failed because I just did not know what I was doing at the time. Yeah. didn't have a structure and, uh, still God was prompting me to do something like this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, luckily you came in and I said, Hey man, can you want, you want to do this? He's like, yes, let's do it. And <laughs> jumped in. And, uh, w- I really want to know, want people to know that, you know, we have to have a devotion mm-hmm. and we, we, I mean, we talked about this, uh, a little bit, the fact that a devotion is more than just reading your Bible. Yeah. It's more than just, you know, uh, let me set a time. It's about being fully devoted. Definitely. And, um, that, let me give you a, a definition for devotion is an act of dead, uh, an act of dedicating something to a cause, yeah. an wow. enterprise or That's activity, powerful. the act of devoting. Yeah. Um, and the whole concept is that um, a dev- I think I think in the case like a devotion is like it's a reflection of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like let's bring it back to the case of the light. Um, 
you I, I think of in the case of three things uh you have to have um a, a prayer life mm-hmm. and uh your bible reading mm-hmm. and they'll bring up to devotion mm-hmm. and uh which if you want to represent that with light uh when you're reading your bible it's the revelation of god mm-hmm. it's the written word it's the logos it's That's right it's the, there's revelation that you get through this word mm-hmm. but to a to fully grasp what's in that you have to have a prayer life with God definitely and um, which uh, becomes the relationship so you have the revelation you have the relationship now you need to be the reflection which is the devotion Mm -hmm. of being totally devoted towards Christ and to say that what you are doing when you are writing you are studying you are doing it it reflects to people who are in darkness as what we brought up yeah definitely and so that's um that's powerful though mm-hmm. read that definition again yeah uh the act of dedicating something to a cause to a cause bro yeah <laughs> that's like that's a powerful like when is you think there about, a cause yeah is there a cause it's it's almost to like what are you what are you dedicating yourself to you know yeah. that i and i think we can get so focused on um one thing mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah. you get focused like i gotta i gotta get this or i gotta read these certain chapters or i gotta read or you know yeah. keep yourself and you yeah get, we get we get so caught up in in the the numbers of yeah. things like if i can just read five chapters today yeah then god will be you know happy yeah that i did that which that's not <laughs> like it's like i mean just putting yourself there to yeah. be that God. This is this day is all for you. Quantity to God is nothing without quality. Exactly. If, if you don't have quality time in prayer, mm. you could pray ten hours. Oh yeah, and it not be quality prayer. Yeah. I mean, I would hope if you were praying for ten hours, you're getting to some deep stuff. Oh yeah. You know, like, but but it, yeah. if you're, I mean, if you're going on ten hours and it's just. It's not quality, you know. Yeah. You're so focused on. Let me just go another hour. Let me just go another hour. Let me mm. just go. If it's if it's if it's not, you know, quality over quantity. Yeah. I mean, God desires a relationship. Yeah. More he than does. anything else with us. Oh, that's for sure. And, I mean, you could. I put it this way. You could buy. Say you're. Uh, I have a girlfriend. You're a wife. You're married. Whatever. Whatever it is. Your mm-hmm. s- significant other. You could buy them everything in the world and there still not be true love. Yeah. You know? Like you there's people out there that can just put a price tag on it. You want it, you got it. Yeah. That's how that's how I show my love is a is a price tag. Mm. But when it comes down to everything, a real relationship comes down to I just want to spend time with you. Yeah. Exactly. And that's exactly how that's exactly how Jesus is with us. Yeah. When we go into prayer, it's not like, well, let me just go for uh, 15 minutes or yeah. let me go for an hour or two hours and you're just trying to hit that number mm-hmm. but when you were in prayer you've got to focus on having quality prayer with god exactly you have got to get to know him and he's got to get to know you oh that's so true and it's not just putting a number or a time limit or a refrain on how much you pray or read or study mm-hmm. but it's if you are focused on quantity and not quality what is it exactly I think uh, when when you when you put that case is that we get we get so comparison have a comparison towards others because yeah. uh, when you step into a prayer room mm-hmm. if we're in corporate prayer yeah and you know we're like oh man that, yeah like I 
I, I, I'm going to just pray for this long, and then I'm going. It, you're going to put yourself into a point of yourself yep. instead of you're not letting God be above everything. Definitely, and you're. It's it's going to come to a point where it's going to f- affect you definitely so much that um, he's like it um, where I it's it you don't you don't want to be running with your flesh yeah with prayer you know and oh you know yeah. you can't you can't you can't have your flesh overtake whatever you're doing definitely and um, I think with young young uh, apostolics young ministers. Um, we can get to a point where we we look at the great men of God, we mm-hmm. look at these great apostolic men, and that you know you hear their stories about you know I was in prayer for so and so, yeah, yeah, and you're like, man, one day I'll be like that. One yeah. day I'll, I'll I'm going to pray every you know I'm going to yeah. pray every day. What seventeen <laughs> hours a day? Yeah, <laughs> um, and or like you know you're in a like they're in the fast for you know yeah. forty days, and yeah. you're like, man, I wish I could be like that, but yeah. it's it's not your or you're not taking their relationship with definitely god, not but it's your relationship That's, with the, god. the funny thing is uh, is about all this because sometimes people will preach about like if you're not praying three hours a day yeah like you're 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 worthless yeah right this is this is what i'm saying there are men of god that do pray three hours a day mm-hmm. 10 hours a day 12 hours a day yeah but god has called them to that type of prayer yeah there are people that are called to different types of everything. Mm-hmm. And you don't just make up, like, you don't just go for three hours. Like, sometimes, maybe it starts with five minutes. Mm. Then it goes to 10 minutes. Then it goes 15 and 20 and 30 and then 35 and then 40. Yeah. There's a pastor north, east, south, and west from here um, that was in the middle. Like, he had a break, okay? Mm-hmm. He was at work, and he he was on his break, and he decided he was going to run up to the church, and he was going to pray for 15, 20 minutes. And so he put that time limit on God, you know, because we think, you know, we think time has something to do with God, even though God has, you know, anyway. So he put a time limit on his prayer. I'm just going to go pray for 15 minutes. He starts praying, starts praying and God, God starts moving. Mm. Well, when, when, obviously God, time to God is nothing. Yeah. Because God runs off an eternal time clock. Mm -hmm. Everything is eternal to God, you know, and Obviously, when we go to heaven, we're going to be there for eternity. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just say we're going to be there for 24 hours and then go somewhere else. Like, we're there for eternity. eternity. So time time has no like has nothing on God. Yeah, God is not limited to time. Mm. So he starts praying, and 10 minutes go by, and he's like, all right, I got five more minutes. 15 minutes go by, and all of a sudden, he finds himself face down in the altar. He looks at his clock, and he had realized he'd been there for over five hours because wow. God started moving and he just could not get out of prayer. Yeah. And so don't feel, I guess, I mean, devotion, we're talking about devotions here, right? Yeah. But you can't compare one's devo- devotion to another. another. Exactly. Your devotion is not going to be my devotion. And you can't feel bad if you pray for, you know, say you say a prayer for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, an hour. Mm-hmm. You can't look at someone else's prayer life and get jealous yeah. because you are in two different places. Yeah. God has called you guys to two different places. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think overall we can get, we get so caught up on that. And um, I, I, I want to get, let's get to this point of like an application mm-hmm. because 
let, let's say that there's somebody on this uh, listening to this episode and they're like well you know i hear you guys talking about you know you uh, about this like you know you, we have to have a prayer life you know we got to read our bible and how do i how do i start you know yeah. uh, and i could i'll put it in three things is that with your devotion you have to be intentional yes you got to be consistent mm-hmm. and you got to be persistent that's right and in that in that case is that you cannot put yourself in the same way of comparing your devotion with others devotion mm-hmm. where you if you see that one person that's you know uh, they talk about you know they're reading five chapters a day and they're studying they're writing because you, your devotion is different mm-hmm. and if you place yourself with an intention at first, yeah. though it may be small, it will open up doors that will bring into a bigger definitely area that you've never seen before. You just have to start. Yeah, and I think that's a big part of it. Just oh yeah, starting. Just starting. Uh, I I've been reading a book from um, it's uh from John Wooden. He was mm-hmm. you know um, the uh. He was the UCLA head coach back okay. in the day. Ran, won ten NCAA championships. Wow, man! And what sport? And in, in basketball, basketball, basketball. Yeah. Wow. Ten championships, but his main thing that he put is that he has a building blocks of success and uh, or the pyramid of success. But it has such a uh, spiritual aspect to it, mm-hmm. is that he says that your initiative has to you have to have initiative definitely and he says though you may mess up so many times your initiative when you start will put you into a place of progression wow you will keep on going that's good and um i think that's that's something that's important to have is that you can't you can't just wait and say and plan things out mm-hmm. and say oh, I'm going to do this, going to do that, and do that. But if you do not have the initiative of doing it, definitely, then you're not going. You're not going to start at all. So the first one you said was intention. Intention. All right. And so the case with uh, with intention is that you have to look at what your plan is. Mm-hmm. Um, for I would put in my example when I when I started building my devotion. Now, um, it's it's very differently because of where I'm at, my walk definitely, with God. Definitely. But when I started, I was, I put myself where would how much would it benefit? Because if you put, I think you have to put, figure out where you where where are you at with your knowledge, where are you at with your time, mm-hmm. and you have to place all these things, and you gotta be intentional with what you start off with. Definitely. And um. And my, I, I put myself, I put, I was like, I'm just going to read three chapters a day mm-hmm. and I'm going to write a, write out, I, I wrote notes of what I was reading and then I would pray about it. And honestly, that didn't take that long in yeah. that, in that time. And when I, and the thing is that when you're intentional with what you have planned, mm-hmm. then, and you're not, you're not going to be distracted by what's, what's on the outside. Definitely. You know, you can't be conformed to this world, mm-hmm. but you got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's right. So what are you, what are you putting, what, what intentions do you have? Are you, uh, I, I set my phone to the side too. Yeah. You know, definitely. I think, I think that's a big thing is that we can get so distracted mm-hmm. with the things on the outside and God, only thing that God wants is us to give our time to him. You know what I mean? Definitely. He's, I mean, he's a jealous God. Yeah. In the case of that, 
when I give my time and devotion to him, it's it, it's worth more than anything else. Definitely. And so the are what what specific things are you putting? And another thing is being consistent. Consistent. Um, consistency is key. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You, um, I'll put um, if you are not being if you if you go you know one day it's like let's put it in the case of working out right i mean we've both worked out before barely uh, bar- <laughs> at a time of our life we both worked out um you can you can have yourself in a if you if you go work out one day you feel pumped you feel good but later in you're going to get to a and if you if you don't if you don't go the next day or you be like oh i'm just going to go on yeah. another day you're going to all that working out was just you know, you feel like that was almost like in vain. You know, yep. it was just a pump up. You know, it pumps you up. But you're going to get to a point where you're still going to be weak because you're Absolutely. not being consistent. You won't see results because of your inconsistency. Absolutely. Um, I'm taking notes, by the way. Oh, because cool. You got to be intentional. Be intentional. You got to be consistent. Yes. And you got to be persistent. Persistent. That's something that if, if people can learn to be intentional with their prayer life. Yeah. You don't just go and pray for something random, but mm-hmm. go into prayer with intention. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to leave this place. Mm-hmm. And so what I pray for, I feel like it left the ceiling and yeah. went up. Oh, I, yeah. You know, like, you got to go into prayer with your mind made up. I'm not leaving here until I have an encounter. Exactly. Or I have an experience mm. with God. Oh, yeah. Because we could just get so caught up in, oh, well, we said, I prayed. Yeah. You know, like it's like yeah. we've made it we've made we've made it so uh like you said, when we're comparing people yeah. to each other. You look at someone an uh, elder in the church and you say, Well, he's praying for two hours. Yeah. And so now you feel you start feeling bad because say maybe you only pray for thirty minutes. Yeah. But if you go into thirty minutes of prayer, intentional prayer. Intentional prayer. I mean there there's some great things I can have. I, I know we have some on Friday nights, oh man, uh, we have you. We got some young guys, or, yeah. and not just young guys, young women as well. Yes, um, it's not. We don't. It's our young adults. Young adults. That's a perfect word for it. We meet at ten o'clock at the church, mm-hmm. and I didn't actually realize uh, the second part of the story. I don't think I've told you this part either, mm-hmm. so I'm going to inform you on it. So, me and Brother Landon, um, I'll just say Brother Landon. Yes. Uh, he he's like. Me, he texted me. He said, "Hey, do you want to come up to the church and pray with me at 10? And I'm thinking, 10 o'clock, man, that's late. You know, I'm yeah. already in bed at yeah. 10, but he doesn't get off work until like 9:30 or something, something late. Yeah. So he says, "Man, will you just meet meet me at the church at 10 and just come pray with me?" I'm like, "Okay." So I got dressed and went up to the to the church, and so it was me and Brother Landon, and I believe his wife was with him at this time. It either started with me, Brother Landon, and his wife, or it was just me and Brother Landon. And we started praying, bro. And automatically, I felt like this is going to turn into something great. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, because I'll be honest, I didn't go to that prayer with very much intentions, more or less just the fact that my brother wants me to come and pray with him. Yeah. I'm going to be there and support him. Mm-hmm. And we started praying, and something, something just started changing, you know? Yeah. And so we started, we're like, man, we need to do this every Friday. So we started inviting all the young people. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like now on Friday nights, we have over... We got a we got a good crowd good that comes hand, on Friday yeah. nights to come pray. Yeah. Young adults. Yeah. And it's funny that it leads to this, but your devotion is gonna take sacrifice. 
That's so true. Well, like, let's put in the case, you have to be a living sacrifice. You've got to be a living sacrifice. Yes. And, and so we were sacrificing Friday nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could have been out hanging out with our friends, yeah, you know, because exactly. on Saturday nights we got church in the morning. You don't want to be out too late because yeah. then you, you get tired for church. That's, you don't want that to happen. Oh. So Friday nights was a great night for some of the young adults to get together and hang out, play board games and, uh, you know, watch a movie or something, just mm-hmm. hang out and fellowship. And But we started sacrificing Friday nights. We started coming up to the church and praying. Mm. And we started off this prayer. Holy Ghost moved every time we got together. Oh. Well, it was that one that one Friday that I came in. Yeah, and I think I don't know when, how many times y'all were already going through, but yeah, you can feel oh. the presence of God as soon as you walk in, dude. It was so thick. Yeah, that's like, uh, it, um, I I knew when I came in, like I, you texted me yeah. on that that uh, that Friday. He was like, "Hey, what you doing?" I'm like, "Well, I'm in town." He's like, "Well, come to the, you know, we got prayer tonight." Yeah, and what. Like the same way, I never had. I just had intentions of going to pray. Yep. But knowing what came out of that prayer room, mm-hmm. knowing that uh, there were burdens being uh, being oh my goodness birthed birthed yeah. in that in that prayer room alone, just it shifted the atmosphere. Oh my goodness! And with people that came in there with intention to know that I'm I'm not leaving this place until I receive something. That was the biggest thing right there because. N- we tell anybody that comes, if you just want to come up here and pray um, just to kind of hang out with people and goof around, then mm-hmm. don't come. Yeah. Because we don't, we're don't. we not coming to pray just to mess around. Yeah. Because this is this means something to us. Yeah. And so we, we started praying. We started coming to uh, church on Fridays. And we had four Sundays that the preacher got up to preach, mm. and he couldn't preach because the Holy Ghost just started moving. Yeah. And one of the uh, pastors said, I drove by and I saw all the young people's car outside the, outside the building and I could literally feel their prayer. So he got up and said, we've had young people at the church praying. We didn't have, we had four services where the Holy Ghost started moving and the preacher couldn't even preach. Yeah. That's what, that's the power of intentional prayer because we were praying heaven down. Yeah. We wanted heaven on earth. Exactly. We wanted revival. We want revival. Yeah. And so that's what we started praying. I feel, I feel the Holy Ghost right now, bro. <laughs> wow. Intentional prayer. Intentional prayer. And so, and with he, and here's the thing that you brought up, because with, with your intentionality, you also have, have to have consistency prayer. Because you guys have prayer every Friday night. Every Friday night. night. There is not one time nope. where you're like, hey, guys, we're just not going to have yep. prayer tonight. No matter if it was a... Um, if it was like rainy, snow, snow, rain, ice, all elements. I will say this: when when COVID hit, the pandemic hit, they had church on lockdown. Yeah, no one could come in. So those were the night; those were the only nights where we couldn't actually come to the church and pray. Mm. But we still had young people at their homes yeah. praying, and we'd send messages, and we even had a call, like a Zoom call. Yeah, and it's just like you said, consistency. We mm-hmm. talked about intentional prayer. Now let's talk about consistency. consistency. Yeah. Because there is power in being consistent. Oh, that's so true. A devotion is not a devotion unless you're consistent. consistent. Mm-hmm. You've got to look at the word devotion. Yeah. Out of devotion, you get devoted. Yeah. I'm committed. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. That's what. That's why it's so powerful what you said. Intentional 
consistency, consistency, and then persistent, and persistent, and where the word the word persistent means to continuing, continuing firmly or obstinately. Oh my lord, I that's can't a even, big word. That's a big word. <laughs> uh, obstinately in course of action in spite of difficulty or in spite of difficulty opposition or opposition or continuing to exist or endure over a pro- prolonged uh period yeah um really let's let's go with that first first uh def- definition no matter if it's whatever season Definitely. i think i think it this way no matter the season that comes up comes around our god is still the same oh my goodness though malachi says malachi said that uh I am God, yeah. and I change not. Obviously, Malachi didn't say he was God. Yeah, he's just quoting he's God. Co- yeah, but I, I change not. Yeah, what what does it say in Hebrew is that our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, forever. and though our our consistent, intentional uh, prayer, our p- Bible reading, whatever Definitely. our devotion is, don't forget that though the seasons may try to affect your devotion with god you have to keep on going further and keep on continuing That's to so make true. it through you, you got to continue there's a if there's a cause you keep on continuing oh my goodness and my i think in that case like go to go back on on the the that prayer the friday night prayers it's that though like though that those seasons may affect something it Let's not even talk about physical seasons. Let's just talk about spiritual seasons. Yeah. Because you can walk into a prayer room mm. being on top of the mountain. That's right. Or you can be at the bottom of the valley. And they're still changed. And you're still changed. Like that's that those are the those are like the key things to know when whenever you are when you know that God is still the same. No matter what season it is, yes, and that you walk in there with intentions mm. to say that I'm not leaving here until I get a breakthrough. I'm not leaving here until I get my petition. I I think of the uh, the story of Hannah in First yeah. Samuel, where mm-hmm. she never left the throne room of God yeah. until she received her petition mm. that she asked that where she was trying to birth a promise mm. because she could not birth a child. Yeah. She could she she for all her life she had heard that she couldn't have a child, though her the other wife, Penina, mm-hmm. could have a child, had all these children. She knew that her what she needed was a child mm. and that she went to the throne room of God. That's what we're trying to get to. We're trying Every to get there. prayer. Yeah. We're trying to get to the throne room of God. We're trying to get to the throne room that of God. That is something so powerful. If we would realize that when we pray, we're not just praying because it's our duty or a chore. Yeah. This isn't just, we're not, oh, I'm Christian. I have to pray. Mm. Or, you know, you have got to want to pray. Yeah. Like th- prayer has changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my testimony is I've not always been in church. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in church, but just cause you grow up in church doesn't mean you're in church. That's right. And I had my seasons of, uh, of rebellion and I wasn't in church and I was goofing around being dumb. And, uh, but when I, when I caught on to the power of prayer, mm. prayer has changed my life. Amen. If I die one day, when I die one day, if I die with this engraved in my tombstone, prayer warrior, I would have made it. I've made it. I, I don't care. 
even if I'm called to preach, yeah. called to teach Bible studies, called to bus ministry, yeah, I want to be known as someone that was a prayer warrior. Yeah. Because all three of those ministries that I just that I just named off, preaching, um, soul winning, yeah. teaching Bible studies, uh, bus ministry. If you're not a prayer warrior, mm. then none of those, none of those are are uh they're meaningless yeah because that you get your power you get your anointing you don't get your anointing from preaching mm. you get your anointing. anointing from prayer amen and if you don't have a prayer life then everything else that you do that people see because prayer is something that you do that that people don't see mm. you know when you go to your prayer closet what you pray in secret shall be rewarded to you openly yeah that's just something that I find so powerful. If you're yeah. not, if you're not, if you're not prayerful, if you're not a prayer warrior, everything else that you do for God, I'm not going to say is meaningless, but is there's not as it's much. Not effect, it's not effective. It's, it's not. That's exactly right. It's not as effective. Yeah. And we've got to be. I love that. We've got to be so intentional, consistent, and persistent with prayer. Exactly. But not just prayer. With studying our word. Oh yeah. With uh, fasting. With oh, yeah. with just trying to get closer to God. Mm. You've got to be intentional, consistent, and persistent to get closer to God. Man. And so that's a powerful word that you gave. Yeah. That, those, those words are powerful. Ooh, man. I don't know about you, man. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. So let's, I don't know how long we've gone, well, but we could, that's be probably a pretty good ending spot. But. Oh yeah. Well, let's, let's end it here. Um, Trey, pray us out right now. For sure. God, I want to thank you for this great podcast. Uh, I want to thank you, Lord, for leading us and guiding us. Lord, I pray that you would help us with our steadfast devotion. Lord, let us wake up every morning telling ourselves that we have purpose. Uh, God, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would help everybody gain a closer relationship with you. Lord, I pray that you would give us the desire to read your word. God, to get to know you and for you to get to know us. And God, I pray that you would just give us that burden, that passion in our heart, God, that says that we want to get closer to you. I thank you for this great opportunity. I thank you, God, for uh, allowing us to be anointed. And God, I pray, especially for this podcast, Lord, that you would let it thrive and flourish. And thank you, God, for just leading us and guiding us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining us. Um, Thank you, Trey, for praying us out. Yes, sir. Uh, we Thank you for letting me be on here, by the way. Bro, I I would have you on here every time. Amen. And guess what? You will be on here every time. Let's go. Let's go. Um, uh, so check us out on uh, social media. Trey has uh, Instagram at underscore Trey Cornwell underscore. Uh, my Instagram is at John Calvin Chance. And we will soon have a uh, Instagram account for our podcast and very soon we'll have a live i would say be super cool um just be blessed when you go out today go bless somebody amen see y'all you got purpose <laughs>